Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. First look at betting next week's games in the NFL. This is Opening Lines with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. What's up and welcome in the final edition of the Opening Lines for the regular season. Don't worry, we're still going to be around throughout the postseason. And we got a lot to get to. The NFC playoffs are set, the AFC playoffs. We are about nine minutes and seven seconds away of game time. From a final bracket for the American Football Conference, Matt Humans. So let's start there because, really, we only have one half of the bracket set. 26-14, to 8.55 left to go in this contest on Sunday night between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers. Raiders in control and on their way to a playoff berth despite all of the noise of the season that was for Las Vegas. Yeah, if you think about it, you go back to the Raiders' uh, first month, they started 3-0. and then lost two in a row, including a Week 5 loss to the Bears. It was John Gruden's final game as coach. Yep. And uh, now they've uh, – looks like they're going to put together a four-game win streak to finish the regular season here and make the playoffs. Daniel Carlson Ooh. Uh, makes a field goal from 40 – I think 42 <laughs> yards here, and the Raiders lead 29-14, to 8.23 to go. So uh, Raiders in the 90 percentiles to win this game at uh, this point. You love those win probability charts. <laughs> those are some of your favorite. They got a they got a high probability to of winning this game. I want to say it's over ninety percent, up fifteen with eight minutes to go. But uh, it is remarkable that the Raiders were able to. First of all, I bet over their season win total was seven, mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure they were going to get over seven. It, it's, uh, when they went to Cleveland for that Monday afternoon game, it was not looking too good. But that was uh, the start of this. What might be a four-game win streak to finish the season and uh, is going to get the Raiders into the playoffs and cash a lot of plus tickets for people who probably didn't think the Raiders had a shot to be a playoff team about a month ago. Yep. So right now, again, with that 29-14 lead, let's walk through this because, again, AFC playoff bracket not set. We have three different outcomes here that could potentially set the AFC. We have an outcome in which both the Chargers and the Raiders can make it in. We have an outcome, obviously, in which the Chargers make it in, the Raiders make it in. But as of right now, the situation that would unfold in the AFC if this result holds, Tennessee Titans are going to be the number one overall seed. That is uh, that is regardless of what happens here today. Your seventh seed, if the Raiders win and this result holds, would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. They would be on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs. The sixth seed would be the New England Patriots. They would be on the road against the Buffalo Bills in a rematch in the AFC East, mm-hmm. and then the Raiders would be the five seed that would play in that early Saturday game and take on the Cincinnati Bengals. So a win here for the Las Vegas Raiders sends them to Cincinnati on Saturday. 
to take on a, the Bengals in a rematch, by the way, of a contest that was played here, what, five, six weeks ago, uh, that was a little bit more misleading from a final score perspective uh, than what actually played out on the field. The Bengals came in, uh, dropped 30 points on them, but much of that was due to the Raiders kind of uh, falling apart in the last few minutes. Yeah, no question. Do you think if uh, you're Bill Belichick today, uh, Belichick probably doesn't care. Let's say uh, Patriots fans, uh, other Patriots players, would you rather the Raiders win this game so you're playing the Bills or were you rooting for the Chargers tonight so you're going to play the Bengals? Oof. I think you'd rather hmm. I think you'd rather play the Bengals? I think probably the Bengals. But the thing that worries me there is like I mean, that secondary at times for New England has not looked great. And right. those weapons for the Cincinnati Bengals are insane. And Joe Burrow has looked extremely comfortable this year. It's it's the playoffs. So either matchup is going to be tough. But regardless, I would think you'd probably want the Cincinnati Bengals, if anything. I would guess so. I mean, probably playing the Bills three times is uh, far from ideal for both teams, but that's going to be the case. It appears it's going to be Patriots at Bills if the Raiders can close out this game up 15 with just over eight minutes to go. Now, that's the AFC. The NFC is set. We actually know how this thing's going to go down. We know who's going to play who, and it is the opening line. So let's start there with the opening lines for the wild card round of the NFC. So first off, of course, number one overall seed, the Green Bay Packers. They will not play. They are on a bye. So we get to the next matchups here. We talked about it last week. Seemed all but destined that the Philadelphia Eagles would be taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the first round. That is indeed so. Seventh seed Philadelphia Eagles will head on the road, take on the number two Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we saw a wide variety of potential openers, whatever it was. Well, now we're up. Eight and a half is the point spread here in favor of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Matt Humans, And this is, I think, out of all of these matchups that we're seeing, this is one where the matchup really works in favor of one side. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to have a tough time against this front seven of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, yeah. The Eagles want to run. That's how they generate their offense. It's something you and I have discussed on this show and the, um, and the edge, which is Jalen Hurts at times when he is forced to be a passer, has not been an efficient passer. That's why their offense from a DVOA standpoint is in the, uh, about average, below average when it comes to passing numbers. This is a really tough matchup for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, and the Eagles really didn't have uh, any way to avoid this matchup. It, was, it looked like win or lose against the Cowboys. They were going to draw the Buccaneers in Tampa. And uh, you're right about that. The, the Tampa Bay defensive front is sturdy against the run. Eagles are a very effective running team. But I think this matchup is going to favor Tom Brady and the Bucks. And we're seeing 8.5 and, and a total of 48.5 in uh, that wild card game in the NFC. Yep, and uh, on the flip side of that, too, the Philadelphia Eagles defensively, they'll allow you to complete some passes. They'll allow you, right, they'll give you everything underneath. It's just nothing deep. Tom Brady will take that. Tom, I, I, Tom Brady will I, do everything. I tell you what, Tom Brady's probably hoping the Eagles have the same guys in the secondary that they played last night against the Cowboys. Yep, That was some of the worst pass defense I've seen in the history of the NFL. Obviously, the Eagles were, uh, were playing some backups last night against Dallas. But uh, I can see why. You know, at some spots this number opened bucks seven yeah, or seven and low. a half, and that seemed a little bit low. So I'm not surprised this got bet up to eight and a half already. Uh, and by the way, I should mention, too, the total, uh, most spots opened about 50, 50 and a half. We're actually down to 49 and a half, at mm-hmm. least at one spot, and that would be DraftKings. Next up, uh, this is going to be the sexy team, I think, throughout the postseason because they've been there before and they remain largely intact on offense. Uh, that would be the San Francisco 49ers. And we saw a wide variety of openers, actually some offshore places. One offshore spot, I guess, opened this five very briefly mm. in the San Francisco 49ers. It's very brief, but they're on the road against the Dallas Cowboys. Predominant number right now, three and a half in favor of the Dallas Cowboys with a total of 50. And as I mentioned, the 49ers, I think they're going to be the team to jour. A lot of people are going to pick San Francisco, especially after the comeback today from Jimmy G 
and San Fran. Yeah, you can tell Jimmy G's not quite right, though, with the thumb injury because yep. he was struggling with the accuracy on his passes, and that'd be one thing that would concern me about making this 49ers bet. I, I do think the Niners are the side I want to be on here. I'm leaning that way, taking three and a half with San Francisco. I think uh, I just uh, I like to fade the Cowboys at home and especially off a great performance. Mm-hmm. And the Cowboys uh, could not have looked any better than they did Saturday night in Philadelphia. And a lot of times I like to bet against the team off an A-plus performance. I like that, and uh, that's what we saw with the Cowboys against the Eagles. I was going to say, well, I think think about the Cowboys. Uh, it's, it's a mirror situation, right? They go out on Sunday night to beat the tar out of the Washington football team, mm-hmm. right? They come back at home. Lose to the Cardinals. Yep, and they're playing host to the Arizona Cardinals. Market freaks out, drives that thing up to six in some spots. Cardinals win the game outright. So it is an eerily similar situation. To update really quickly here, the Los Angeles Chargers do have something going. Justin Herbert uh, throws the ball downfield, but they're going to have a second and ten here. Very, very deep in Las Vegas Raiders territory. And while you're running out of time, Matt, it is still a 15-point game. It's only two possessions, so you can still tie this thing potentially. And, man, would it be wonderful if we had a tie game in both the Chargers and the Raiders. I know you're totally into this scenario. Well, if it goes to overtime, then it's a totally different discussion. <laughs> but you have a lot of people talking about how the Raiders and Chargers were going to lay down and try to tie tonight. That's not going to happen. That was never going to happen. Yep. Uh, coaches are not going to collude and agree, hey, let's just uh, play to a 7-7 to tie tonight and then uh, stop playing and punt the ball back to each other. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous <laughs> scenario was never going to happen. However, if the teams get to overtime tonight, you might see very conservative game plans on both sides. Yep. Very conservative Stately. play calling. I mean, uh, to where both teams know, hey, just don't blow this, and we're both in. Uh, th- that's a different discussion. But to talk about it before the game, like the teams are just going to agree and shake hands and say, hey, let's tie 3-3 three to three or something. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Was, this is not European soccer, okay? All right. Yeah, yeah, or hockey. You know, <laughs> hockey, we, t- we tend to see that sometimes, too. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'll, I'll say this. Look, uh, as, we, um, as we're um, talking about this scenario, did you see the Steelers tweet, uh, the Steelers team tweet? So the Steelers, uh, they're into the postseason, essentially, right? They just need a result here. They need a team to win, mm-hmm. and the Steelers are going to make it into the postseason. Uh, but earlier today, tweeted out by the Pittsburgh Steelers, we want to see a good game tonight, Chargers and Raiders, and we're all in for a win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just begging. Begging for this game to be played. And, of course, that is happening right now. So Fourth and six, Justin Herbert just got hit by Max Crosby as he released that pass. You can't go for it here. You definitely go for it here. This is not Vic Fangio. Can you field goal inside five minutes to go Analytics down seven? Uh, you know what's funny? What? Some of the numbers actually said to kick that field nah, goal. There's, there's, <laughs> no, no logical number says to kick a field goal to the Chiefs. When you're down seven with less than five minutes to go and two timeouts. In week 18 of a meaningless game. I, I agree. That's the time where I'm like, eh, numbers, numbers, why numbers, you, why numbers. You, if you're trying to cut it to three, it's one thing. You're cutting it to four. Oh, that's a point. terrible spot. That was a bad spot. So this is interesting. So this is a fourth and six for well, the Los Angeles Chargers. It's going to take about five minutes yep. to review and, this. Uh, it was a completion, uh, but and it was Mike Williams on the completion. Uh, the officials came in and spotted that thing well short of the first down, even though he caught it and stretched the ball back over the first down marker. So we'll see if that's going to get fixed. This is a massive decision here uh, from the officials. All right, we'll get into these matchups in depth, but really quickly, we have one more game on the board in the NFC to give you the updated number. That's a first down. That's That's very close. It looks like you might have got the first down there. Uh, Regardless, Arizona Cardinals are your five seed. They will take on the Los Angeles Rams who are the four seed. Now, the Rams did lose today, but because the Cardinals lost, they get to stumble into an NFC West title. Opener was about five and a half in some spots, Matt. Uh, it depends, again, where you looked and where you wanted to shop for your numbers globally, all that stuff. But this is our Monday night game. Rams are settling in as a four-point favorite with a total of 50 and a half. 
Wow, he, the measurement came up short, and uh, that's Staley, obviously yep. going to be challenged by Brandon Staley because if the Chargers don't get the first down here, the game's essentially over. 4.46 to go, down 15 points, so we're going to have a, a lengthy review here. But in terms of the uh, the last game you were talking about, Cardinals-Rams Cardinals, yeah. with uh, the Rams five-point favorites. I think that number is about right. Uh, and, and don't forget that, uh, by the way, Sean McVay had dominated the Arizona Cardinals yep. before the first blowout win by uh, the Cards in L.A. early this season. Uh, I think that that's going to be a tough one for me to call. And I, As of the, right now, I can't even tell you which way I would lean with uh, the five because Kyler Murray has not looked good. And, yeah. and once again today, I thought the uh, Arizona, to me, looked like a team that was going to be one and done and knocked out of the playoffs pretty quickly. Uh, but I, how much faith do you have in the Rams after watching Matthew Stafford turn the ball over repeatedly? And that defense give up big points yeah, at the end of exactly. that game. All right, we'll come back. We have plenty left to get to. The AFC is, is unsettled, but we do have one matchup that is going to go down, and we'll tell you which one it is and how it might be. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. This is Opening Lines with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcasts. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vsin.com slash podcast. Get the book with Gil Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum, plus Arbit Handicappers with me, JVT, the Lombardi Line, follow the money, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all free and available now at vsin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. So you're with us now to let you know what happened during the break. If you weren't watching, which I'm probably sure you are, Los Angeles Chargers win their challenge. They get the first down. They didn't have to remeasure. They get the first down outright. But a holding call on the ensuing play now has the Chargers with a first and 20 with 446 left to go and probability that they win this game slipping away. If only they had not gone for it on that fourth and short earlier. Well, that was a controversial call, and I'm sure there's going to be different takes on it. I'm all for being aggressive, and I think Brandon Staley does the right thing in a lot of situations. Mm -hmm. But he went for it on fourth and... uh, 
let's say one. Like one and a half. At his own, yeah. what, 17 or 18-yard 18 18 line? line? Yep. And I thought that was uh, probably a foolish gamble. I mean, if you're closer to midfield, I'm all for it. But on your own 18-yard line. But the thing is, his defense kind of got him off the hook because they forced Raiders into a field goal. So it was three points instead of seven in terms of the mistake. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brandon Staley did not have to pay dearly for that one. But the, the big thing here tonight is the uh, the Raiders' defense done a really good job pressuring Justin Herbert, controlling this Chargers offense. Uh, 14 points for the Chargers early uh, midway through the fourth quarter. I think uh, you got to be really impressed with the job Gus Bradley's done with the defense tonight and all season in Las Vegas. Yep. Uh, let's see. I was going to pull up something for you, but uh, it's not. It was going to be the numbers behind the uh, decision um, for Brandon Staley, but we can get to that at one point. So, regardless, as we look at this, I mentioned going into the break that it does seem in the AFC uh, that we are locked into one matchup. Now, that is regardless of a tie in mm-hmm. this contest. That seems like it is definitely not going to happen at this point right now. But in both versions of these outcomes, whether it's the Chargers winning or the Raiders winning, the Pittsburgh Steelers will be the seventh seed, and they will be going to Kansas City Amazing. to take on the Chiefs. And that was a game we just saw two weeks ago, and the Chiefs embarrassed the Steelers, <laughs> and that was a mismatch. So I think you've got to see – I think KC's got to be a double-digit favorite. Yes, I would think so. Uh, I don't, I don't know why. if we see an opener out there, if somebody's uh, put this up, I, I would have to say it's KC minus 10.5 in mm-hmm. that range. I would think that would be the case. Uh, I mean, and look, because the matchup doesn't really change at all, right? Uh, when you look at uh, – the differences between these two, what the problems are going to be for the Steelers. As we've discussed multiple times, the Steelers, from a defensive standpoint, um, are, we'll call it, not very good, below average. Mm-hmm. Right? They, they look great when they're taking on the Tyler Huntleys of the world and limited offensive teams, uh, but that is not the case here with Kansas City. Kansas City closed as a 10-point favorite the first time right. around back on the day after Christmas. You would assume that is the baseline, and maybe even after the result, do you get to like 13 and a half? Uh, I don't, you know, it's, it's 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 tough to say it's going to get to thirteen, but yeah, it's pretty easy for a number to go from ten and a half to twelve and a half. Right. I don't know if you're going to get to the thirteen, but it was wasn't a, a competition. What was thirty-six to ten? Was the uh, touchdown Chargers? How about that? Fourth that was twenty. Fourth huh? and twenty-one. Wow! Chargers backed up against the wall, and Justin Herbert delivers, and now we got a football game with four twenty-eight to go, twenty-nine twenty, and uh, you're going for two here. Uh, yeah, I think you do, right? Yeah. Because again, like, and this is the thing, because people are going to be like, oh, you go for two. You go for two because you want to know how you handle the rest of the game. Exactly. Right? You go for two here because if you don't get it, then you know how to alter the game plan. You know if you have to go for an outside kick, all of these things. You'd rather have the the game in front of you with Old time school to football guys are going to be saying, no, you go for two on the second try, but no, you go for two now. This yes. is when you correctly go for two. And the Chargers. Let's see if it's going on here. Chargers lining up to go for two, and this is a right call. By Brandon Staley. I don't know what the numbers were on the fourth and one at his own 18 yard line. Yeah, I'm trying to find it. Yeah. But I still don't think they're, they're. It's hard to justify that decision. I, the risk reward factor is just too, too big a risk. You're going to turn the ball over in the red zone if you don't get it. And on top of that, the play call was horrible. It was a, a straight run up the middle. Austin Eckler got stuffed. You've got to have a better play call. If you're going to do something like that, you better have an ace up your sleeve. And a play you know that's going to work. You don't just run the ball straight up the middle. Here you go. I got it. All right, so for folks curious, next-gen stats is the NFL's thing. Had the Chargers' actual yards to go is 1.3 yards to go. So fourth and long, uh, one, own 18-yard line. Austin Eckler had only a 36% chance of a first down on a handoff. So it looked like um, that was going to be the proper charge. Two-point conversion. Justin Herbert avoids the rush. Man, that was a great play by Herbert. It looked like he might get... Hit from behind, he gets the pass off, 
and the Chargers convert 29-22. Now the tie scenario comes back into play. Yes, it does. Because we could see a game of 29-29 Look. going to overtime. I know that uh, there were a lot of people in Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, they're sweating now. They're sweating now. <laughs> Who were hope, rooting against that two-point conversion play. Right now, Justin Herbert with a really uh, nice play on the move, throws a dime, and uh, the Chargers convert to two-pointer. Austin Eckler, 29-22, four and, and a half minutes ago. And again, so and I know this is a kind of retired conversation in this season because it's uh-huh. always been there. But like again, going back to what we just discussed, right? This is why you go for it because you went for it, you got it. Now all the pressure is back on Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. You've got to extend a drive here. You've got to get first downs. Or now you're talking about a seven-point game with the Chargers who just went 75 yards in 14 plays. Yeah. So if you get a three and out, and you're you're giving the ball back to Los Angeles. So if there is a football god, this will come down to <laughs> if there is one, the Chargers will score a touchdown with no time left. And Brandon Staley will go for no. Uh, Staley has actually been talking about. He's kind of made it known that, it, like you mentioned, the scenario. Yeah. yeah. If there's a tie at play, he's probably going to take it. So we'll see if that's going to be the case for the Los Angeles Chargers. But uh, let's see. I don't know why. Are they going for an onside kick here? Well, the Chargers got all three timeouts. You would not do that, right? And well, the, the and, and Sunday, the uh, Sunday Night Football crew just flashed the onside kick percentage graphic. I don't know why you would do that. Like you said, there's 4:28 left to go, and you have all three timeouts. There's no reason to do so. Uh. Here's the thing. What is the one thing that's I'll tell you what plays are underutilized? I don't know why more teams don't squib. do this. Huh? Squib kick? Well, not just squib. How about pop up the kickoff yeah. and have a drop at about the 20-yard line? Yeah. You got nobody back there to receive the kick at that point. You can catch them by surprise. I don't know why more teams don't do that. By the way, can you get back to the math real quick on the fourth and one decision by Staley at his own 18-yard line? Yeah, here we go. So, And we have this other one. This is a model. Uh, from Ben Baldwin, fourth and one, Los Angeles Chargers, 18-yard line. Recommendation is to go for it. You increase your win probability by 3% if you go for it. Austin Eckler up the middle, of course, loss of two yards, so they don't convert. Uh, it's also pointed out, too, and I think this is a pretty fair point, uh, Cliff Kingsbury actually today went for it on fourth and one in his own 20. Nobody said anything because nobody was watching. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, this is, uh, look. I, I actually wasn't watching the game at that time. Right. I'm just I'm not in favor of going for it on fourth and one on your own 18 or 20 yard line. Yeah, and three percent is not significant enough in my mind at that stage of the game to really go for it. Let's say you got to look at the other side. If if you don't get it, and the running play to Austin Eckler was a horrendous call, mm-hmm. just a straight run up the middle. If you don't get that, how do, how much does it decrease your chances of winning? Uh, let's see. If you uh, let's see, fail, succeed. Here we go. So if you go for it. Uh, just going for it, win probability. And this is according to one model. Keep in mind, too, that for, as we're having this conversation, people out there, all models are different. You know, what they, you know, uh, what they weight, what they don't, all of these things. Uh, but according to, again, this is Ben Baldwin's model. If you go for it, just going for it, you increase your win probability by 4%. Uh, if you succeed, win probability is 49%. If you fail, to your point, 32% is yeah. your win probability. That's a dramatic difference. It is. It is. That's why I don't think the risk-reward factor tells you that you should hand the ball off up the middle on fourth and one on your own 18-yard line. If I, I said if you got a better play, right. if Brandon Staley had a better play, I don't, I don't really have a big problem with it. But that play is not what's going to get you the first down, just running up the middle into a stacked box. All right, the Ooh, Raiders, one here. Uh, third and six. Derek Carr in the shotgun, and we got about three minutes to go. Carr, oh, oh no, the ball's it. knocked loose, and the Chargers have it. I, I, oh, we got I think that's going to be a fumble. That is. That's, uh, that's got to be a fumble. We're you got to look at that. It looked like an empty hand going forward. I think the Chargers are going to have the ball at about the Raiders' 20-yard line. You can see the crowd, by the way, if you're watching. Uh, it, but I should say that, too, walking in today. Yeah. Uh, the crowd here is fantastic. It is great seeing how many people are out here to watch the game. 
That looks like a fumble. That's a, that's fumble. a complete fumble. That's a, that's a fumble. Joey Bosa much. gets there and strips that thing. The Chargers clearly, it looks, or did the Raiders recover? Is that what happened? It well, looks like the Raiders recovered potentially. So either way, it's either going to be a fourth down, Raiders got a punt, or it's going to be Chargers ball on about the Las Vegas 20-yard line. Actually, I think the Raiders would probably be better off if the Chargers had the ball because then the Raiders, yep. if they give up the score, would have some time on the clock to maybe go down and kick a field goal yep. and win the game. The Raiders did recover. Uh, they are punting, and um, the punt's going to be returned out to about the 40-yard line, so the Chargers take over with uh, 2.06 to go down seven points. Man. This turned into one hell of a football game. Uh, By the way, we're talking about the uh, Steelers going to Kansas City. 36-10 to 10 the first time those teams played. Yep. So I think your opening number there has got to be at least 10 and a half, 11. Oh, yeah. Right around that neighborhood. That's your starting point. Uh, all right, so as we approach the two-minute warning and we update what's going on here, uh, in the last few seconds here, humans, I know that you uh, wanted to take a moment uh, because we did get some sad news today. Uh, Brian Blessing, Las Vegas radio host out here, a uh, friend of the show, from good friend of yours, uh, a man that I've had the pleasure of knowing in my life as well, uh, did recently pass away. Yeah, today we uh, we got some crushing news of Brian Blessing passed away. We don't have the cause to report, but a, a good friend of uh, ours, he, he was on our show here at VSIN. I've done countless hours of radio with Brian Blessing over the past 20 years. Passed away this morning. He's a uh, diehard Buffalo Bills fan horse racing, hockey fanatic. He's the guy who actually really got me into golf betting yeah. uh, when I got to Vegas. Uh, Brian Blessing, a great f- friend to us in the sports betting uh, business and uh, a lot of people here at VSIN. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in hour number two because Chuck Esposito was a good friend of uh, Brian's. Chuck's going to join us on this show. I know he was hit hard by that uh, news today. This is Opening Lines with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. <laughs> VSIN has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all new Big Game Big Dance special provides VSIN Plus all access to everything we do now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now to get our daily best bet emails, 24 7 video, the upcoming Big Game and College Hoops betting guides. And access to vcin.com, one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of the best deals of the year. vcin.com slash big deal to sign up. vcin.com slash big deal. Justin Herbert on fourth and ten, connected for a first down, and now the Chargers are facing second and ten. So it's clear the strategy here is avoid fourth down if you're the Las Vegas Raiders, because... Fourth downs have been magic. Yeah, Herbert has now converted a fourth and 21 and a fourth and 10 to keep the Chargers alive. 124 to go, 29-22. Chargers on their own, what, 30? Uh, Yeah. So, uh, yep. And with still, again, three timeouts. So, plenty of uh, time to work with, but you got a lot of real estate to cover here if you're the Los Angeles uh, Chargers. So, Herbert's going to drop back and throw another bomb downfield. He got Mike Williams. Oh, and Mike Williams drops it. That was a one-handed catch, it looked like, but Williams could not hold on to it. So, we're going to get a third and 10. It looks like Mike Williams is a little hurt. He is shaken up, and he is down on a knee. So. Got his wind, uh, wind knocked out of him there. It looked like it was going to be a, a fantastic catch by Mike Williams, but when he hit the ground, the ball squirted loose. Boom. Uh, it's a good effort. Nearly an outstanding uh, play by Mike Williams, but now the uh, Chargers in third and ten. To um, 
to reiterate what's at stake here, the Las Vegas Raiders with a win will be heading to Cincinnati on yeah. Saturday. For the Los Angeles Chargers with a win, they will be heading to Buffalo, which is actually a, a super intriguing matchup in my opinion. I would like to see the Los Angeles Chargers meet up with the Buffalo Bills on the road, and that's indeed if they win. Again, a tie. Wow. Uh, we got another fourth and ten here for the Los <laughs> Angeles Chargers, so we can assume they'll convert it. Uh, but remember, a tie. Both of them will make it in, and in that situation, the Los Angeles Chargers will be at the Buffalo Bills, and the Raiders would actually be at the Kansas City Chiefs. New England Patriots would then head to Cincinnati in that situation. So two outcomes have the New England Patriots on the road against Cincinnati, but the most likely of outcomes is, of course, the Raiders winning this, given the situation that we're in right now. A lot of, uh, a lot of people interested in this game right now and how this result's going to turn out with one twelve to go, 29-22. Raiders up by seven. Chargers get the ball fourth and ten on their own twenty-eight. Justin Herbert drops back. He throws and Inter- Ooh, that's incomplete. That's uh, no flags on the play, and the Raiders are going to take it no, all. There is a we do flag. have a flag on the play. Speak too soon. Look at them all cheering. You got to wait. You got to wait. There's a flag. Uh oh. Look at look at they're all realizing it, and the call is holding. Defensive, Defensive holding. Of course it is. Chargers stay alive. One oh six to go. I didn't see any flags. And then, boom, the yellow box lights up Can in the you, bottom right-hand corner of the screen, and the Chargers' season is still alive. They do have three timeouts. Don't forget yep. that. And let's let's just take a moment to realize that. And that's holding. That oh, is, that's, uh, that is absolutely true. holding. Uh, let's take a moment to realize that uh, if the Raiders – Pisachi is freaking out over an obvious call. No, that was, a, that was definitely a defensive holding yeah. call on the Raiders. Now the Chargers have first down at the 32-yard man, line. But it's I'm, like they're pulling teeth. Man. Oh, man, Justin this pass Herbert, rush is relentless. Herbert hit from behind, ball squirts loose. He picks it up, and he runs about 10 yards for a first down. We'll see what the call is here. But, man, we got some crazy stuff going on at the uh, end of this game. One minute to go. If the Raiders somehow lose this game, oh, the, 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 the confluence of events that have to take place Oh, that's, that's an incomplete a, that's pass. That's an incomplete pass. That's an incomplete pass. Okay, this is getting nuts. Max Crosby with the pressure, man. Yep. He, that guy has played lights out all season. This, uh, this season's been really good for Max Last Crosby. Last summer, standing here in the Circuit Sportsbook with Derek Stevens one night, Max Crosby was hanging out with us. Yeah. And uh, i got to tell you, he's Wait, been, he was hanging out with you guys? He was. Wow. Hanging Name out. Drop. And um, I was impressed. I was what? impressed. Max Crosby was a good dude. Oh, He's okay. not as big in person as uh, I thought he would be. All right, so but they're going <laughs> to... Looks like we're going to have a review. That, that's an incomplete pass. Yes. It's going to be second and 10 from the uh, 32. But again, like I said, the Chargers got all three timeouts. So they are very much alive here. Max Crosby with the pressure. He's also had a Pro Bowl season uh, for the Raiders. He's the MVP of that defense, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, you know, we, we can sit here... And, a lot of times and criticize the Raiders' misses in the first round of the draft, especially that was a hit. What, what was Max Crosby a fourth round pick, third or fourth uh, round pick? I believe so. Yeah. So as we as we wait for the review here and as we wait for this result, so the most likely outcome right now is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders winning this game. So if that's going to be the case, Steelers on the road against Kansas City, New England Patriots on the road against the Buffalo Bills. So let's take a look at this really quickly, Matt. Which is my question would be: I think this is the simplest line to set. Three, right? Three for the New England for the Buffalo Bills. At home against the New England Patriots? Yeah, I think it's going to be three. Uh, you would not see – I don't think you'd see two and a half. I don't think you'd see three and a half. If, if you got three and a half, you'd get sharp action on the Patriots right away. At two and a half, you're going to get more uh, play on the Buffalo Bills. We saw that when they, these teams played the first time mm-hmm. in, uh, in Buffalo. 
Yep. Incomplete pass is a ruling, as we expected. Uh, for those who didn't see the play, uh, Justin Herbert, it looked like he had the ball stripped, recovered it, and actually ran like 12, 13 yards for a first down. Ultimately not the case, though. It's an incomplete pass. So this is going to be a second and 10 for the Los Angeles Chargers. Again, down seven points uh, with less than a minute left to go, trying to tie this game up for us overtime, and a win for them will put them into the postseason. And actually, correction, 104 left to go. Still three timeouts. This felt like it's pulling teeth, but they're only at their own 32-yard line. Yeah. But when you got three timeouts, um, you still you've got more time than it appears. Let's put it that way. All right, one oh four to go. Now fifty nine seconds left after that incomplete pass. We got third and ten. Boy. The Chargers like to put like these fourth down situations. Max Crosby has two sacks and uh in the in tonight's game. He was a fourth round pick in two thousand nineteen. Yeah. So that was one of the big hits that the Raiders have had in the draft in the Mike Mayock era. So Patriots, but Bills, as we're focusing on this, and either way, it's going to be like two and a half alter juice, three alter juice. You know, you want to go shop at a place like a South Point who doesn't alter their juice whatsoever as we wait for what the Chargers third and 10 here is going to be. Uh, but I'll ask you on the other side of this play, I'll let you think about it, which is, you know, mm-hmm. from the two matchups we've seen here, what do you think carries over the most? Because the Bills offensively, Josh Allen had a lot of success in that second matchup. A third and 10 pass is going to be complete. First down. Chargers are going to get a first down right near midfield here. Clock is running. And remember, they have all three timeouts. They're going to burn one here. So 51 seconds left to go, about the 49-yard line for the Los Angeles Chargers, down by 7, 29 20. Game on, buddy. Uh, I know you bet the Raiders this week. I bet the Raiders. I got the Raiders yep. plus three. That was uh, one of the first bets I made this week, Raiders plus three. I did the heads a little bit today after the Raiders drove and uh, kicked a field goal to open the game on live wagering. I laid 140 with the Chargers on the money line. So I got a, a little bit of a hedge in that spot, but Raiders plus three. Chargers to win the game straight up would, would be the ideal scenario, but let's see if the Raiders can close this out. You know, it's actually it's a great point that you want to – because it's worth mentioning for those who weren't tracking what was going on earlier today. When it looked like the the Ravens were actually going to win that game yeah. against the Pittsburgh Steelers, Circa here, where we're sitting right now, actually adjusted this number to Chargers minus 4.5, and, and that was bettable for a good moment mm-hmm. uh, before, of course, the Steelers came back and won that game. So if you were active, if you were paying attention to the scenarios, and I would say, too, kudos to Circa. Most books will pull numbers down yeah. uh, for, for games like this, whose outcome hinges on other outcomes, but that was not the case. This is a big pass downfield for it looked like Austin Eckler, but Eckler lost it, so that's going to be second and 10, 46 left to go. But, yeah, we got we saw Chargers minus four and a half at one point. You and I were texting about it. Ultimately, though, closes at three, which is where it had been at pretty much all week long. Yeah, that interesting, right. interesting. Well, um, the number journey. was fluctuating based on what was happening in that Ravens-Steelers yep. game today when the Ravens had the lead and the Steelers came back and won in overtime. But the number Man. went up to, in this point, in this game at one point, Chargers minus four and a half, minus 210 on the money line. And, uh, Justin Herbert now in a second and yeah. ten situation near midfield. Got to say, forty-six he, seconds to go and two timeouts. Got to say, it was a missed opportunity. Eckler yeah. was wide open on that wheel route. So a second and ten rope there. That's going to be caught forward. Progress is going to get them another first down, I would believe. So with forty seconds left to go and another timeout burned because the clock has stopped, looks like we're probably going to get a first down here for the Las Vegas Raiders, unless we're waiting for another flag. Nope, first down and a timeout burned for the Los Angeles Chargers. Man, how about this, huh? This is great drama. On uh, the last exactly game the of the NFL, NFL regular wanted. season, it is. It's, and now, uh, it's what the fans want. It's what the uh, look. This is a great game, humans. What Derek Stevens wants. He's sitting out here in a packed sports book right now. Uh, this is a fantastic game, but I would have really enjoyed thirty minutes of kneel downs. It would have been fantastic. Say, screw it. We're both getting in. Let's do it. No, I mean, it's possible you could see that in the last five minutes of overtime. Yeah, if you got to there. With both teams 
get in the playoffs with a tie, once you get to overtime, maybe the conversation changes a little bit. Right, but right now the Chargers are just trying to force OT. Down seven, 40 seconds to go, first and 10. And Justin Herbert's going to throw that one away, I believe, deep down the sideline, out of bounds. Uh, but at one timeout, Chargers down to one timeout. Can't really afford at this point to take, you know, 10 or 15-yard cracks in the middle of the field. Yeah. Um, well, I'm kind of surprised. I mean, early on in this drive, it's actually been – there's been a lot of shots downfield uh, from Herbert. And he's got the arm, and they've got yeah. the explosive skill positions to do it. But uh, you would think the drive to get to midfield would be a little bit more work in the middle of the field, especially when you have the three timeouts. And, you know, uh, but, hey, they're here at this point. They've crossed midfield, so the second to 10 – from the Raiders' 43-yard line with 34 seconds left to go as the Chargers are fighting for their playoff lives here, Matt Humans. In our own backyard, too, by the way. They're right up the street from us. All right, that's an incomplete pass. So, Chargers, they're going to get a third and 10, 28 seconds left. We'll tell you what the result is when we come back on the other side. I will continue to analyze what looks like it is going to be the playoff bracket. And remember, we have openers in the NFC as well that we can get to, and the big picture stuff, too. I mean, who's got what looks like potentially one of the better roads to the playoffs? We'll discuss all that and much more. And we also have a national championship game tomorrow, man. It's the opening line here on BCF. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. is opening lines with Charles Zavon Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the sports betting network. Hey, we got a new prop tracker. It's up on VEASAN.com. Check it out. You can track all sorts of things with it. VEASAN.com slash NFL. All right, we have a lot of drama going on down here <laughs> in Las Vegas. This is a fascinating situation that is developing right now. So, on a second and 10 from the Las Vegas 29-yard line, Justin uh, Herbert delivers just a laser the Guyton on the right sideline. It looks like he catches it as he rolls out of bounds. Two officials talk. One is set to actually rule it a catch, but then changes his mind after another conversation and rules it incomplete. They're going to go to review here. Now, Guyton has his arm around the ball. The question is, because it jiggles a little bit as he goes to the ground, are they going to rule that incomplete? 
but it seems like he has control of it the whole way. Either way, there's two seconds left on the clock. The Chargers are going to have a crack at the end zone, but it depends on whether it's going to be from what. where are they at right now, humans? This would be inside uh, about the 10? The 30. Uh, this is at the 12-yard line. He rolled out of bounds at the 12. Okay. And uh, if they don't get it, then they'd be at the 30-yard line. Yeah, you're basically talking about more of a Hail Mary type play if you don't get this. If you do have one shot from the 12, <laughs> that's, that's... then the Raiders are going to be sweating this out, man. Uh, I think it's going to be ruled an incomplete pass because that was the way the call uh, came down on the field. It did look like he might have uh, used the, the ground to secure that catch a little bit when he rolled over. But, man, that's a, that's a tough one right there. I believe uh, if you wanted to make an argument and say that's a catch, I'm not going to sit here and uh, right. try to argue against it. That's one of this. This is one of those very difficult calls that um, is going to be ruled like a catch. It's going to be ruled a catch. Yep, it's a completed catch. The high drama out here in Sin City. Bastaccia, Rich, he's mad. He's fuming. So the Chargers <laughs> are going to have a first and ten, and they're going to put. It looks like at least on my screen, are they putting more time back on the clock? Yep, five seconds on the clock here. Doesn't matter. It's, it's one play. So first and 10, Vegas 12-yard line, one play to tie this thing up Mm. and force overtime. Keep in mind, for those out there wondering, they will force overtime, the Los Angeles Chargers. It does not benefit them to try to win this game when a tie also allows them to get in. So first and 10, Herbert's going to go back. He's going to throw it into the end zone. It's going to get caught. Oh, my gosh. Touchdown. This game is going to go to overtime with no time. Remaining, the Chargers score a touchdown this pass by Justin Herbert, and it's uh, 29-28. That was a 19-play, 83-yard drive that took up two minutes and six seconds the entire clock. How about this? This is one of the great games of the entire NFL season on the uh, the last game on the regular season schedule. Yes, man. That is fascinating. And, again, so the Raiders haven't lost yet, but we were talking about this off the air ESPN's win probability metric had them with a 98.4% chance to win this game yeah. at its peak. And now we are an extra point away from tying this up. Now, we did get a missed uh, field goal earlier in the game, so you got to hit the kick. It's up, and it is good. So we are going to go to overtime, tied 29 all. What a way to end the opening lines regular season, huh? How about that? I, I think the Chargers converted four fourth downs. and uh, Starting with the fourth and 21 touchdown pass by Justin Herbert. And uh, and that drive, I I think at least. Yep, you are right. The Chargers yeah. are five of six on fourth down in this game. The one being, of course, uh, the going for it in their own territory. Um, also, keep in mind was that a, that was a fourth down as well that the Raiders gave up on a penalty. It was holding, defensive holding that they gave up on yeah, that fourth right. down too. So the Chargers converted four fourth downs. The Raiders also gave up a fourth down. This is an incredible collapse. By Las Vegas. I got to tell you what, the, the coverage by the Raiders there was not bad. No. That was just a dart thrown by Justin Herbert and a great catch. And uh, I can't fault the way the Raiders defended that play. That no. was a, a perfect pass by Herbert, threads the needle, and now we go to OT and go ahead and set up the scenario here if these teams tie. Okay. So if these teams do indeed tie, that knocks out the Pittsburgh Steelers from the postseason. Now, what would happen then? The Las Vegas Raiders would be the seventh seed. They would go to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. The Chargers would be the sixth seed. They would go on the road to take on the Buffalo Bills. And the New England Patriots would then get bumped up to the five seed. They would go on the road to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. So that's in case of a tie. To reiterate for those who are watching or don't know what's going on, if the Chargers end up winning, Steelers will go to Kansas City. Chargers will go to Buffalo. Patriots will go to Cincinnati. And if the Raiders win, Steelers go to Kansas City. Patriots go to Buffalo. And the Raiders go to Cincinnati. (laughs) So this is wild, man. 
Win and in. Tie and in. And tie and in also. It's not as sexy. On NBC tonight, this game's being billed as win and in. It's also tie and in. And now we get to overtime and things get interesting. Do you play a conservative? What do you think happens here? Because I I think the Raiders are still playing to win at this point. By the way, the Raiders won the coin toss. They will receive to open overtime. I think they'll be somewhat aggressive on this first series. If, uh, if you're you get, getting to like three or four minutes left, though, if if you get to the later stages inside five minutes in this overtime, you might see the team start to play for it. Right, time. like you you talk about battle yeah. of field position. Your goal as the opponent would then just be pin them back as far as right, possible, right. and then just let the time bleed out. So I, no, I'm with you. Like, what's going to happen here in the in the few last few minutes of overtime if it gets to that? And key, like ten minutes seems like a lot. Those go by quick. Like the Raider, the Steelers, and the Ravens game today. Yeah. You blinked, and it was three minutes left in that overtime period. <laughs> Man, <laughs> this is incredible. The last game of the NFL regular season might be the best game of the entire season. It, you know, I, it, it, this is, with everything that's on the line tonight, and the way this has unfolded. I mean, there's not the really much quarter. on the line if they just kneel it out in the overtime. But well, there's something <laughs> yeah, on the line yeah. for the Steelers. Yeah, that's right? true. Something, true. There's uh, playoff matchups on the line for other teams as well. There's a lot of people interested in the outcome. Not to mention all the betters who are packed. Uh, packed his sports book tonight, and uh, we, <laughs> you and the I environments have, here are great. You and I have action on this game as well. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> uh, which we could do. Oh, that could go up in flames as well with a broken play and yeah. a Chargers touchdown. Um, wow, there's a lot going on here. I don't even know where I was going to go to next when we were looking around at everything at this point right now. So we're, again, we're waiting for overtime. Chargers and Raiders all tied up at 29 <laughs> apiece. All right. So as we look ahead, the NFC all set and ready to go. Uh, out of the three that we have seen, Buccaneers eight and a half point favorite, Dallas Cowboys three and a half point favorite to three, and the Rams about a four point favorite. Which is at the top of your list, if any of them, for you to play? Well, I'm, I tend to look for underdogs. You know that, yep. and I, I don't think the Eagles are necessarily going to be live underdogs yeah. against the Bucks. That's that's sort of a bad matchup there. So I'm not going to look at the Eagles. I think the 49ers are probably live dogs, even though I'm a little bit concerned about Jimmy Garoppolo's thumb after watching his uh, lack of accuracy on several of his passes today. Uh, of those numbers that are on the board right now, the 49ers would be the the top dog uh, for me. And I, I think part of that, JVT, is you know I like to fade the Cowboys as a favorite, especially when the Cowboys are off a great performance. And, mm-hmm. the, and that's the situation we see Similar to two weeks ago when the Cardinals went to Dallas and beat the Cowboys, I think the 49ers uh, might be in that spot this week. So uh, to me, the, the top dog, the top live dog so far, the numbers up would be the 49ers. And there's spots out there where you can grab three and a half right now, right? Yeah. yeah. Man, this night has been so incredible that we don't even get to talk about Joe Judge, which I really wanted to talk about Joe Judge today. Oh, well, we got a Monday show. We can talk about that. What was the bigger embarrassment today, the bigger joke? The Colts losing at Jacksonville or the Giants' performance oh. by the team and the coaching staff and that loss to Washington? No question. It is the performance of the New York Giants and that coaching uh, staff. The Colts were a pretty, pretty big joke. <laughs> uh, they were. They were. <laughs> I would agree. Carson Wentz looked absolutely awful. A 15-point favorite loses by 15 when all you have to do is beat the Jaguars to get in the playoffs. How about the, how about the, uh, the Colts? So in the, the Arizona Cardinals game that they had won on that Saturday night, well, that was Christmas, um, that was essentially when it was locked in. It was all but a certainty that the Colts were going to pay, uh, fork over a first-round pick right. for Carson Wentz. Uh, since that game, they went 0-2, and then they uh, lost right. their way out of the playoffs. How was that? How was about, how about that, huh? NBC puts up the uh, the fact Derek Carr is 5-0 and in overtimes when he gets at least one possession. And he's got the first possession here. First uh, play of the Raiders' possession is an incomplete pass. We got second and 10. 
Uh, thanks to Andy Miranda, who tweeted in, really enjoying the broadcast with uh, JVT and Matt. I, I didn't know if anybody was watching us. I figured uh-huh. everybody would be watching the game. But maybe uh, you can have t- two TVs Ooh. and a split screen. Josh Jacobs breaks a couple tackles. Oh, He's across midfield, and the Raiders got a first down. Yep, and that's that four Chargers run defense, yep. as we talked about. It's one of the worst run defenses in the National Football League. And Staley's scheme, uh, you know, it, the phrase, the cliche has been, it invites the run. Uh, well, it's, it invites the run. It also opens the door, sets up the couch, and tells you to kick your feet up because it is not a good run defense in any way whatsoever. Uh, and you saw it right there, Josh Jacobs, not only just a poor run defense, poor tackling as well, and a missed face mask too. <laughs> Versace is all over it. He's pissed. Um, but the Raiders have a first and 10 past midfield. This is definitely getting closer to field goal territory. Two for the Las Vegas Raiders. And this is also interesting, too. because Well, you're not uh, thinking field goal here. You're thinking touchdown because touchdown wins it and ends the game. Oh. Field goal, the Chargers still get a possession. Oh, of course. Right? Yeah. But uh, Versace is also insanely conservative, so I would think that uh, we'll see what happens. But another big run here for Josh Jacobs. Already in a couple of plays, Las Vegas Raiders, do we dare say, almost knocking on the door. Uh, they're inside the 35-yard line of the Los, Los Angeles Chargers. That's bad, man. Two big runs like that. Look at those uh, holes that he's getting, i got to think that. This has been a long game. I got to think that Chargers defense, not only was it, it's not a good run defense when it's rested. These guys got to be exhausted at this point. So Raiders got a first down at the 29-yard line, eight and a half minutes to go in the OT. Other handoff to Josh Jacobs. He eh, doesn't get anything. He stopped cold trying to get around the left end. You know, if the Raiders do kick a field goal here, it creates a possibility the Chargers could drive down. Let's say their drive stalls. They kick a field goal, and uh, we could see a tie tonight. Second hour of the opening lines is on the way. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.